Welcome back to another episode of the City of Commerce. My name is Robert Ruggin, and today I'm gathered by a very special guest, Andrea Bayebos from Bupos. And we're going to be talking about horizontal and vertical growth through acquisition. We're going to discuss the current state of the market, then dive into the details, and give actual investment tips for 2023. That's coming up next on the State of E-Commerce. Thanks for being on the show, Andrea. Before we hop into everything, tell me a little bit more about you and Bufos. You know, take a moment to brag on yourself and your company. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Robert, for having us. Um, well, I'm Andrea. As you already said, I'm at Bufos. Basically, we started Bufos a little bit more than a year ago already. So we're pretty new. But hey, we just closed on our first Series A of $68 million. We have a loan book that's over $40 million. Yeah, it's very exciting. We did more than 100 deals just this year. So it's been growing fast, right? And it seems like it's working. Why? Because we realized there was this whole market of people that were buying and selling businesses in the online space, e-commerce, Amazon, Shopify, SaaS, subscription-based, etc. And that whereas there was this niche of M&A activity, there was no alternative financing option available there. So a lot of people that were looking to buy an e-commerce business, but didn't have the money for it. Or that they wanted to buy several businesses and diversify their risk. And they didn't want to put all of the eggs in one basket, right? So we said, hey, there's a financing opportunity here. There's an opportunity to help these people grow their businesses through acquisitions. And that's how we started Bobos, and that's mainly what we do. That's really awesome. And congratulations on such growth. Uh, you know, you brought us some really good points there, some things that we're going to hit on. So you know, let's let's hop into like talking about the difference between buying versus building. You know, why is that so important right now? Yeah, that's that's a very good question. Right now we're in a moment in which let's think about what building a business from scratch means. And I'm sure that most of the audience that's listening to us right now has gone through that experience. You need to first of all think of the product. You need to develop it. You're going to have to test that. You're going to have to find your MVP. Then you're going to set up the store. Either you're going to use the D2C approach or you're going to use an Amazon you're going to have to build the authority on that product. You're going to have to market it. You're going to have to position it well. You're going to have to start building your client base. And then eventually, you're just going to have to probably bootstrap, invest all of that money, and hope that it will become profitable at some point, right? Or at least break even. And that's quite a journey, especially when you have a market that's already quite saturated. I mean, try buying candles on Amazon and seeing how many options you have there. Try to be the top pick there. It's not easy. Right? So yeah. what's the other option? And here's where the buy-in and building option comes in. And a lot of people are not aware of it. But there's also the option to buy a business that's already up and running, that's working, that's profitable, and then use your skills and your experience to grow on top of that. And then you can hold that and just continue building on top of it. Or you can eventually also exit it and take advantage of the benefit there. That makes a lot of sense. So, you know, whenever we look into the buying versus building market, you know, let's talk about like uh, available marketplaces, right? So like, you know, when people go to go buy a business, you know, where are they searching? Like what? That's a very, yeah, Robert, that's a very good question. And I think you're the first podcaster to ever ask that. And it's a very legit question. Where do you start? There are many different options out there. So a big chunk would be the brokers. Just like think about buying a house. It's the same concept where you're going to go to the realtors, right, or the broker agents. And so you go to the brokers, and those brokers are working hand with hand with them and sellers. They've evaluated the businesses, they've audited the numbers, and they've posted those businesses on their listings. Brokers in this space that are very well known could be Empire Flippers, 
as international website closers, e-commerce brokers. There are many brokers out there. Quick Google search will definitely help everyone collect a few of the most important ones. Second option are the marketplaces. What's the main difference between marketplaces and broker sites? Marketplaces definitely usually doesn't include the intermediary of the broker. It's just the seller valuing their business and posting it on the marketplace to reach the buyer directly. And the two biggest ones here would be Flippa, very well known in the e-commerce industry and might require very powerful with smaller acquisitions on site. Also growing. In fact, they're just rebranding to acquire. Basically, we're saying we have the brokers, we have the marketplace, and then you have a third option of a research that you can use to search for acquisitions in the online space, which would come from the third-party providers that also have some kind of marketplace available. There will be companies that take care of due diligence, such as Tenturica, and they also aggregated a marketplace of listings they have available. And then you have Bubos, for instance. Since we offer financing for many of those businesses, the ones that we've pre-vetted and think they're quality businesses, we've aggregated some of the listings that we've pre-vetted from marketplaces and brokers, and we've put them together in our platform. So any buyer that's looking to buy for opportunities that already have financing in place and that they can trust their good businesses and have Bupa support, they can just directly go to a platform too. I see. That, may, that makes perfect sense. And, and, you know, for people that's listening or watching right now, let's talk about a little bit about buy side and sell side, right? So we're talking about like growing our business and buying another business, but there's there's different types of merger and acquisition companies and, and marketplace models. So let's talk a little bit about buy side and sell side. What's the difference there? Yeah. So basically the sell side is a seller that's looking to sell their business. Pretty straightforward. The seller will either choose to work with a broker that will help them sell their business through their broker site, or perhaps the seller will rather just go to MicroQuire and post their business directly to reach the buyers directly. It's a matter of choice. Generally, with brokers, at the end of the day, you have that professional audit behind it and access to the network. MicroQuire, you just have the direct exposure. When it comes to the buy side, that's a buyer that's looking to buy one of the businesses from the sell side. So this buyer will be browsing around the re- different resources that we've already identified, broker sites, marketplaces, third-party provider marketplaces, etc. And they'll be looking for deals. So they'll have their investment criteria in mind and they'll be looking for a company that does X amount of revenue, that has this kind of margin, that might be selling in this product categories, etc. Now, with this buyer, the buyers can choose to work with additional assistance for instance, to help them find the right business. And that's when they might choose to work with Bupos. So basically, when we're in Bupos, we're working mostly with the buyer side. We help buyers identify the deal flow. We can work as their partner in analysis. They can bring a, an acquisition they've detected in, let's say, Empire Flippers. They can bring it to us and we'll be able to give them feedback, pre-approve it, hopefully, therefore, provide with a term sheet in just 48 hours. So speed is key in this market. That's super fast. It's That's... super fast, super fast, especially when you think of the bank, right? And you're used to waiting. The average finance be alone in the state is three months. Mm-hmm. By the time you get qualified, you've lost the business. With Bopos, you just need 48 hours. So as a buyer, you can go work with Bopos, use it as your partner in analysis. You will, we've already said how we have this marketplace available with pre-approved listings. So maybe you just want to concentrate on the ones that have already been pre-vetted and that are already available. And then you can use this advisory aspect of working with 
financing partners such as Bupus of having a designated advisory that might be me, that might be any of my amazing colleagues, guide you through the whole of the MA, right? Advise doing negotiations, helping out with the deal structure until eventually you have an LOI in place. So now we've connected with the seller side. They're both happy, seller and buyer, because they have an offer, it's accepted. And then closing, if you work with Pupos within seven days, you have the finance in place and in your bank account. Talking about that letter of intent, um, let's talk a little bit more about exit multiples, right? Like uh, previously in the past, like exit multiples might have been a little bit higher. And now currently they're a little bit lower as we look to go through like an inflationary period. Uh, you know, can you speak to that? Yeah. And since we're in the state of e-commerce, let's focus just on the multiples that we've seen in e-commerce lately. You're completely right, Robert. Just last year, especially in the last quarter of last year, that was kind of the peak of what we saw with the multiples. We were seeing, especially because we had the bigger aggregators that were backed up by millions of dollars that had a volume evaluation and they were out there buying like crazy, willing to pay 9x, 10x, like what a private equity firm would pay for a business. We had valuations and we had an average of around same, so quarter, last quarter of 2021, we were seeing multiples between 8x and 4x. But that wasn't really realistic in the sense that it's kind of a bubble. Not all the businesses that were being sold were good businesses. Now, the good thing is that we've seen right now that the expectations of sellers and the expectations of buyers have been starting to get aligned. This means that the good businesses are still very fairly priced and have, get a good multiple. The not so good businesses, perhaps they're not there anymore or are getting lower valuation, which kind of makes sense. It probably reflects more the fairness. Just now, for instance, we were looking at data provided by the Fortier Group, which is also in the M&A space. If anyone wants to check them out, they work with the sell side pretty much. And the multiples that we're seeing currently for e-commerce are between 3.5x and 2x from profit. So it's still pretty competitive. But it basically says that this is a very good moment to go buy a business because you can find a very good business for 3.5x. And it's a good moment to sell because you can find a good buyer that will take that for your business and give you the money so that you can go and focus on buying another company or building a roll-up strategy. Right? So it's a very good moment for both of the sides. I, I could agree more with you. So let's talk a little bit more about buyers themselves. Uh, since Bupos represents buy side, um, can you tell me a little bit more about how that process works? You know, how is that, are those exit multiples determined by the buyer or is there criteria that they use? There's, I'm sure there's a lot, but could you maybe explain yeah. a little bit? Yeah. So the exit multiples are usually evaluated by either the brokers when the sellers are broken, are working with brokers or by the sellers themselves directly, if their sellers are listing themselves directly. Here's a small piece of advice, sellers, if you're going to list yourself directly and microquire, for instance, make sure that you're asking multiples are aligned with what we're seeing in the market. Like generally, there's a trend when you're first starting to sell your business of saying, okay, this is worth 8x, right? Can I see what I paid this last year? Well, it's not how things are going right now. So the valuation is usually more on the sell side. What we do from the buyer side, and here's probably where it gets easier to understand, is Whenever we get a business, either from the buyer, maybe a seller that wants to get pre-approval for their exit, maybe a broker that wants to sell their mandates faster by having the financing already in place, we'll receive the business and we'll look at it and we'll say, okay, can we lend for this business? Is our model 
does does it fit or does it fit our model? Are the margins healthy enough? Has it been growing? How are the cost of goods sold? How is the advertising spend? So we'll get a 360 study of the business and we'll say, okay, this is the maximum that we can lend for this business. That doesn't mean it's evaluation of the business. It's just the maximum that we can extend our loans for that particular business. At Popos, we can finance up to 80% of the asking price. That doesn't always mean that we can go that high. Yeah, it's, it's I can think of this a lot. It's pretty competitive. It's pretty competitive. Imagine you can buy a business that's worth 600 and just invest 100K on your end, right? If you use solid financing and stuff. So pretty competitive. We'll always try to lend as much as possible and we'll adjust our terms to that particular loan amount and that particular business to be the most useful. And this will also help our buyers understand how they can structure their offer, how much financing they will have in place up front, and eventually give them some extra bargaining power during the negotiations with the seller. The seller knowing that the buyer has a financing partner backing them up so that if there's other financing involved, for example, they would have to get their money back. So so let's talk a little bit more about that, right? So let's say that somebody does that's watching or listening to this right now does want to buy a business. You know, let's talk about the different types of financing that's available to them, right? You know, obviously there's Bupos, but there's a, a lot of other providers out there. Um, can you speak to that? Absolutely. And it's funny that you ask about it because the biggest differentiator about Bupos and the reason why we've been growing so much and so fast and why it works so well is because there's actually not a real alternative for acquisition financing in the online space. So let's take it one step back. Let's say that Robert, you're looking to buy a business. First thing probably that comes to your mind is I'll go to the bank. Right on up for an SBA loan. That's what everyone thinks of in this days. And anywhere else in Spain, you will have another name and you can have another name, but it's just go to the bank. So you get to the bank and you have this traditional banker there sitting, trying to understand the value of an online asset. So what's the tangible asset in there? What can I take? Okay, is it based in the U.S.? Is, where is it based? So it's, they will ask all of these questions. It's pretty hard to qualify for an e-commerce, especially in a market that's so international. There's going to be a lot of geographic restrictions. So traditional SBA loans or bank loans might not always be an option just because maybe they don't even qualify for it. Now, let's say that this traditional banker that's sitting there with a suite said, okay, Robert, you found a good business. We're willing to lend for it. It's based in the States. You're best in the States. Let's do it. Now, there are going to be two downfalls here or two minor inconveniences. Not minor for me, but maybe minor for someone else. First one, it's going to be time. It's going to take a long time to get funded. And the acquisition market in the online space moves very fast. So as we were saying before, 90 days, three months to get the money probably means you lost the business. Second thing is that they're going to ask for personal warranties. And I mean, at least I wouldn't want to risk my house when you don't know what will happen. Now we all forgot about COVID and it seems like it's not even a thing anymore, but just two, week, just two years ago, it was this big issue. Then there's only a war and you were like, you don't know what will happen in 10 years. You don't want to know if you're going to make it or if you're going to lose your house. Like you want to have a second chance. So that's when it comes to banks, it's an option, maybe not the best one for e-commerce. Another option that... It's not an option for everyone, but it's an option if you're looking to start a smaller aggregator, perhaps, and do multiple acquisitions, or if you're looking to start a small fund, holdings company, etc., would be to raise equity or even debt down the line, down the road. Mm-hmm. These guys are definitely an option if you're looking to build your pitch, go through the complex pitch and process, raise the money, and then, of course, deal with yourself. 
So they will come at the expense of warrants and losing part of your ownership. So that's when we said, okay, what about those business owners like Robert that just want to get money to buy one business, maybe two, maybe three, maybe four, but they don't want to have to dilute themselves or have a boss that's asking them to report. And that's when we said, okay, right? Like that's kind of what we were. And that's when we said, okay, let's launch something here that's useful financing. And that's when we started to build Bubos. Our core product is revenue-based financing. So revenue-based financing overall as the third player here. If you go with revenue-based financing, you'll find a lot of different providers. You're right with that. You'll find Pipe, you'll find Wildflyer, you'll find Capchase, you'll find Fundline. So they're different revenue-based providers. The big difference is that all of the other guys out there are financing mainly working capital. So they'll help you invest, get money to invest in marketing and inventory mostly. They'll go short term up six months, maybe eight months, perhaps they'll stretch it to a year, but that's a maximum they'll do. This just means that it's pretty expensive to use that revenue-based money to acquire a business. So in fact, the only revenue-based provider for acquisitions would be Bubos. And that's a sweet spot where we stand. And that's the reason of why we've been growing and this works so well, because there's no one else providing alternative acquisition capital. Long-term, we go up to six years with all of the advantages and flexibility of the revenue-based lending model, which is basically no personal guarantees, non-diluted. So you can either buy just one business or buy five businesses and grow a portfolio, leverage your capital, minimize your risk. That's kind of the idea behind it. Andrea, thanks so much for covering all these different financing options. There are a ton of them available, and I really, really, really appreciate you for being on the show, and I can't wait to have you back in the future. Thank you, Robert. It's been a pleasure. And if you really want to get the most out of this current market opportunity, head on over to Bupos. Sign up for a free account on the app. You'll get access to a dedicated advisor, pre-approved opportunities to help you buy businesses. You can get that by clicking the link in the description box below this video. And if you really want to level up your investment strategy, watch this video next on aggregator strategies and financing options from the buyer's perspective, where CEO Hi Mag, Andrea, Omar, and Ignacio break down all of this for you in a simple and easy way. Just click the video you see on your screen, and I'll see you there.